Buenos dias from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Spain update from the 21st of April, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Let's kick off this edition with some news on masks. Leading up to the end of Easter week, the government announced that from Wednesday the 20th, face masks are no longer compulsory in indoor places. Changes to the policies will see face mask usage at employer's discretion. Masks will be non-compulsory in schools, shops, cafes, and restaurants. It'll still be mandatory to wear face coverings on public transportation and in health centers and hospitals. However, this news comes with a bit of trepidation for many communities such as Andalucía and Extremadura because they think that getting rid of masks so soon after Easter break will increase cases, especially after many people will have been traveling and socializing during vacation. A few weeks back, the government also announced fully vaccinated EU travelers and tourists from the EU who can show COVID recovery forms will no longer need to fill out a Spanish travel health form to enter the country. However, all other tourists are still required to fill out form and produce a QR code upon arrival. The state meteorological agency has predicted the cold weather's set to cross the peninsula, leading to a drop in temperatures at the end of the week. They said there is also an increased chance of storms affecting the center, north, and east regions. Something fishy is going down in Spain this week, according to a report released by the Citizens Lab. Pro-independence politicians, leaders, and activists in Spain were subjected to online espionage through their mobile phones between 2017 and 2020. Spying software Pegasus, created by the extremely creepy Israeli sort of startup that's making piles of money, the NSO Group, is said to have targeted several figureheads, including... Jordi Pignero, current vice president of the Popular Unity Candidacy. Most worrying aspect of the spyware is that it is completely undetectable by commercial antivirus systems, making it possible to access encrypted messages, hack conversations, steal passwords, access mobile cameras, and microphones. Its use has been linked to many repressive regimes since its inception. Citizens Lab has said that they suspect the central Spanish government of playing a huge part in the illegal activity. However, Pedro Sanchez's executive has always denied these claims, and the NSO group has, of course, not disclosed whether the Spanish government is its clients. In fact, on Tuesday the 19th at a press conference, Per Aragonés, president of the Generalitat of Catalunya, outed the Spanish government and demanded answers and retributions. And many others are requesting a thorough internal investigation into the allegations and have said that political ties are unstable until answers are given. With an investigative trial going on, it seems that spyware software like Pegasus might not just be limited to repressive regimes, but that all types of governments could be using them. Moving on to traffic news, it was published on Monday the 18th by the General Director of Traffic that a total of 21 people have lost their lives in traffic accidents since the start of Semana Santa, or Easter week, the lowest figure for the week since 2019. Coronavirus pandemic has imposed restrictions on the Easter break for the last two years, but 2022 saw a return to pre-pandemic traffic levels with a total of 14 million trips being taken, just over 2% fewer than in 2019 for the same week. Although the number of deaths has reduced compared to pre-pandemic times, the General Directorate of Traffic is still aware of the huge number of vehicles still making trips to and from large city centers and regional hotspots. This week, some better news from Spain's political sphere as EU approved a bill to subsidize tax deductions. The Fejo plan, as labeled by the press, is the first significant proposal put forward by the new leader of the People's Party, Albert Núñez Fejo. He stated that 
European funds have to serve to accelerate the Spanish economy and that the proposal aims to lower taxes for employers and unions. Recently elected leader of the Partido Popular has been acclaimed by his party and has managed to use his position to make a crucial move amidst the state of current politics. Bejo summoned various social partners on Tuesday the 19th to finalize his fiscal project to submit it to Pedro Sanchez's government on Friday the 22nd. Fejo has been critical in the past about the contributions the government has made to public funding, stating that they are not coming. Fejo's plan consists of using 7% of community funds, which is about 4.9 billion euros, as a tax package to finance deductions that are already in force for the new tax cut. Fejo argues that citizens could invest following these parameters established by the funds and, in turn, deduct this investment from income tax. Despite President Sanchez being skeptical, he has confirmed to Fejo that he will study the proposal after their meeting on the 22nd. Another scandal this week in Spain, this time involving the Spanish Football Federation, RFEF, and Cosmos, a production company owned and developed by Barcelona football club player Gerard Hey, a few audio files were leaked by El Confidencial, a news outlet pertaining to the relocation of the Spanish Super Cup to Saudi Arabia in a six-year contract. The audio file reveals that Luis Rubiales, president of the Royal Spanish Football Federation, has made a deal with Piquet to relocate the tournament in exchange for millions in commission. The terms of the contract, which were signed by Sela, a Saudi Arabian sports marketing firm, assured the RFEF would be given 40 million euros for every Super Cup, with Cosmos receiving a further 4 million. Despite the shadiness of the deal and concerns around Saudi Arabia's human rights issues, the RFEF backed their side by saying that there was nothing illegal about the commission given to Cosmos or the terms of the deal. They even said that it was, quote, an operation that contributes positively to Spanish football, end quote. Good news for students in Madrid this week as over 43 million euros have been pledged to fund their education. On Tuesday the 19th, the government of the community of Madrid committed to allocating up to 43 million euros next year, which will help more than 15,000 students, specifically will aid secondary students that attend private school. International Monetary Fund, or IMF, announced on Monday the 18th that it has cut its growth forecast for the world economy by 8% compared to the projections it made two months ago. The main reason for this included the Russian invasion of Ukraine and the Omicron variant of COVID-19. It's reported the effects of both crises on the world economy will affect growth by more than 3% over the next two years. For Spain, the cut in growth is set to be around 1% a little higher than the predicted average. This means that Spain, along with Japan, will be the only large-scale developed economy that will end 2022 poorer than in 2019. The growth Spain has seen in 2022 does not match the loss it took in 2020 and 2021. However, according to government statistics, employment is up. After two years of pandemic restrictions and cutbacks across Spain, employment levels are back to pre-COVID numbers. Progress seen throughout Easter break with hotel occupancy levels reaching between 80 and 90 percent. The main tourist spots suggest that the trend will amplify throughout April and the summer months. This increase in tourism is directly related to the lessening of health restrictions across Spain. But with IMS predictions lingering, let's see how much tourism actually affects the Spanish economy in the coming months. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for joining. Want to help us out? Hit the subscribe button and forward this to two friends at least. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at spain at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at rorschach.spain and Twitter at rorschachspain. Hasta la próxima. Thank you.